Sawabona, my friend. You may be wondering what in the universe does Sawabona mean and what is its significance to this podcast? Well, for starters, Sawabona is a South African greeting that translates to we see you. We meaning us and our ancestors. We felt the vibration of this beautiful word and greeting so strongly, and we hope you do too. We're Kelly and Nadine. As recovering perfectionists and people pleasers, facing our shadows and healing our trauma has been the single most liberating and loneliest quest we have ever encountered. Until that is, we met each other. That's when we discovered we were two sides of the same coin. Kelly's purpose is to awaken herself and others through her gift of experimenting with life and making leaps into the unknown. Nadine encourages us to indulge our senses in the delights of the material and spiritual realms. In this podcast, we will explore personal growth, parenthood, relationships, human design, midlife transitions, all things woo, and anything else you talk to your soul tribe about. Together, we're excited to share and embrace our own stories of awakening as we invite you, dear listener, to share yours. Our goal is for you to feel seen, heard, and embraced on this magical and sometimes messy ride of life. Our intention is to create a nourishing and inspiring community for those daring enough to awaken to your true authentic self and have fun doing it together. Sawabona, Nadine. Sawabona, Kelly. We are really excited to bring you an episode about human design today. This is something that Nadine and I have really connected on in the last, what's it been, Nadine? Maybe like eight months or so? Sounds about right. So in the grand scheme of things, we're fairly new to human design But for those of you who've not ever heard of human design or are curious about it and want to learn a little bit more about the beginner's journey of it, we really wanted to share that with you listeners today and just just do a little overview, a little introduction about our experiences and what we've learned so far to give you hopefully some enthusiasm and curiosity about your own design. Nadine, do you have the description of what you would say human design means to you? Human design is known as the signs of differentiation. And this modality basically breaks down how and why we are different as individuals. And I, for myself, consider it as a tool, much like a compass that guides your unique energy and aura to optimal alignment and what your life purpose is through these like specific instructions that feels right for you based on your energy type and so on and so forth. And to generate your energy type, you need your birth time, your birthday and the location. And although this system is grounded in spiritual practice, it really is backed by modern science, including genetics and quantum physics. So I love how it's like where the spiritual world meets the modern world of science. Right. And then there's an element of biology in there too. There's just, it's a very holistic map of who we are. And 
oftentimes with people that I've done readings with and people that have done my reading, there's just, there's a resonance that you feel when you really start to understand what's called your body graph. There's different actual systems that different human design readers use, but one of them is the body graph. That's probably the most common. It's a visual representation of these aspects of ourselves that give us, like you said, this map of who we are and this compass for direction for how we can best use our energy, how we can best live in our full purpose. For me, discovering my human design and really starting to understand it better, it's really given me permission to be myself. And I really love that aspect of it. Maybe we should do a little quick synopsis of what we're looking at when we're looking at a body graph for the beginner. Because there's a few things that I would say to start with, if you're looking at your human design chart, and we'll put the resources in the show notes for where you can get a free body graph, where you can download your human design and see it for yourself. There's a few aspects of the human design chart that are really, really important to start with. The main thing is understanding what your type is that leads you to your strategy and authority. Your type, I think is definitely number one. I agree. So what are the different types? There is the generator, the manifesting generator, the manifester, the reflector, and the projector. There's four types. The manifesting generator is a subtype of the generator. So it's five technically archetypes. And the types are typically a representation of how you best use your energy. Yes. Our energy and your aura. Right. And super powerful to know what this is because we have a lot of conditioning about energy in our culture and about the go, 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 the hustle mentality, the eight hour work day or 40 hour work week or whatever. All of these constructs come from what would likely be a generator type. Like a generator would tend to do well in those kinds of scenarios because generators tend to have the most energy or manifesting generators. Whereas if you're a different type, your energy might be better used in different ways. And so knowing that you can better work with the energy that you have when you have it. That was just a huge aha moment for me was learning my type in the first place and recognizing how best to use it. What about you? Yeah. I love how it breaks down how we're all different as individuals and yet through society and our conditioning, we're conditioned to kind of almost be the same way. And so understanding what your type is, is understanding how you're different as an individual. And then the layers of it brings out more uniqueness to you. So having just the type doesn't mean that all the types are the same because based on your, your body graph, that also differentiates you even further. So there's so many different fascinating layers to it, but just to kind of overview it without overwhelming you. When sharing. you look at your body graph, there's so many numbers, there's numbers everywhere. And there's this representation. If you're familiar with the chakra system, the the chakra system really does play into human design as well. And if you look at the body graph, you might recognize aspects of the chakra system. 
And they're definitely at play here too, with the connection of energies and the frequencies within the body. So that's super cool. I was really attracted to that as well. I remember when I first looked at a body graph, it just looks so foreign to me. It looked like just shapes and numbers. And I was like, what is this? What is this? So don't be intimidated by it. It is definitely something that you just learn and getting a reading would be super helpful, but just high level overview of what human design is, is what we'd like to bring to you today. And hopefully either initiate a curiosity within you if you've never heard of it or to guide you on this path. If you're curious, dig in. There's so many resources out there right now. So many more than there used to be. I came across my my body graph a, a number of years ago because I'd heard a podcast like this <laughs> and there was a guest guest on the show that was talking about human design and was a specialist in it. And I was so fascinated. They were talking about it in terms of business. So it can definitely be applied in lots of ways with business. Obviously personal relationships are a big part of it as well as even parenting. So anyway, that's how I came across it was a podcast like this to be able to have the platform to share this now that it's something that's part of our everyday lives. And it's a passion that both Nadine and I have, we have grown on our journeys together through human design and reflecting on each other when learning about each other's human design as well. It's been just a fun, fun journey. So if you have a friend and you want to do this together, we both highly recommend that. And like I said, there's lots of resources available. We'll put our favorites in the show notes for you. And that being said, so far, Nadine, with having this new knowledge about your own human design, for those of you that are familiar with human design, tell us what is your type strategy authority profile? I am a generator with a sacral authority and I have a two five profile. Okay. So now that you know your type strategy authority and profile, how has knowing that changed your life? Human design has shifted the way I show up in the world. It's actually allowed me to move from what I would perceive as a more conditioned intellectual way of life, what you were speaking about with how we're conditioned, which has a lot of masculine energy to it, to a more spiritual way and really leaning into a more feminine flow. So less guidance from my mind and more connection with my body. That's huge. That's a huge shift for most of us who from conditioning live in the logical, mental, masculine energy, whether you're male or female, it's irrelevant. It's just the frequency of our culture today is logic and explanation and certainty in the mind. So I agree with you. It's been a real journey back into the body, into the heart and into the soul and really understanding the integration of all the pieces, including the mind, because that's part of it too, right? Was there something about human design that really attracted you? What made you curious about learning more about your human design? I was really attracted to the blueprint, just learning about how I can work with the energy of my design, understanding that as generators, our theme is to kind of satisfaction. And so it was, how can I experience that optimal satisfaction 
right? And our charts contain such a depth of information. So that really piques my curiosity. In what ways can I learn more about myself? And in what ways can experiencing my type will lead me to be more in alignment? The not self theme of a generator, just so you guys know, is is frustration. (laughs) So when you are experiencing lots of frustration, that's a clue that you are out of alignment. So for me, it was like, how can I be less frustrated and more in satisfaction, right? Who doesn't want to feel more in satisfaction? I love that about learning through your type, the true self theme and the not self theme based on the emotions that we're feeling that for generators, frustration, knowing that you're out of alignment and satisfaction, giving you a signal saying that you are in alignment. And so each type has those contrasting words to help you understand in your body and even with your mind, whether or not you're in alignment sitting with those two words, cause I'm a generator as well. Sitting with those two words, I felt them deep within deep within, and I could see the patterns of frustration in my life playing out over and over and over again. And I could recognize that it showed up always when I was out of alignment with myself, because I didn't really know what alignment was and what it wasn't. That's a huge part of learning about our design is recognizing when we're operating in an optimal level versus doing things for other people, doing what we think we should be doing, feeling obligated, making commitments that we're regretful of later. All of these things that we tend to do on a day-to-day basis without thinking about them lead us out of our alignment and potentially lead to frustration or anger, bitterness, those kinds of things. I take human design as like a relearning, relearning more about ourselves because how we learned was we learned through our environment through our programming and through human design, it's about who we are and how to reach that highest potential of ourselves. And being able to separate where our conditioning ends and where our true self begins and vice versa. That's what I love about it is that it's not only a map of who you are, it's a map of who you are not. And both are very valuable. And so it's this nurture nature dynamic talked about in a much deeper way in a more scientific way. So it helps you really understand where the conditioning is and where to watch out for it in your life. And then allows for, like you said, the relearning so that you can start to strip away some of those layers of conditioning and really start to shine from within of who you are. Do you remember any moment in your journey of learning this the first time you were like, Oh my God, this is amazing. This is a huge aha moment for me. It's funny. My aha moment was actually disappointing. It was learning about my type. And when I started to understand about the different types and learning that me being a generator and I was not a manifesting generator, I was really just thrown off a little bit because the way that I've been operating really closely resembles, you know, like the energy of a manifesting generator, just because I felt like I've been very conditioned to multitask and handle multiple things. 
but that's actually not how my energy is designed. Like I'm designed to have consistent energy, but with handling multiple things and multitasking, like a generator can really experience overwhelm when they're doing too many things. And that overwhelm can lead to, as we discussed, the not self theme of frustration. So deconditioning from not taking on everything, because that's just part of what I felt like my personality has been to just only taking on things that feel good to me. And so practicing my inner authority, which I am a sacral authority that has been really fun and seems to come pretty naturally to me as a sacral authority. That means I'm designed to make decisions by listening to my gut and really feeling in my body, whether or not I have an instant gut sensation and being in tune with my body's reaction as a response to whatever is correct for me and knowing and trusting that feeling of, mm-hmm, like that's what the sacral feels like. It's like a, mm-hmm. or if it's not something that's correct for me, my body will be like, mm-hmm. And if you're hesitant and you don't really have a response, it just means that that's just something that's not quite right right now, because it really is an instant response that you get to something. Your authority as a generator is coming from that sacral center. Right. Some people might be familiar with, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. That's the sacral energy of it. And Sometimes there is that gray. I appreciate that you said that because that just means that it's not for now, not the right time. But yeah, if you have sacral authority and your immediate response is like, hell yes, that sounds awesome. And again, it's not necessarily a language. Yes, it's it's a guttural. Yes, but that might be the thought that forms after the sacral response is hell yes, (laughs) (laughs) like an excitement, like a real excitement without fear. There's no fear there. For me, I'm also a sacral authority. So we connect a lot on this and help each other with these decisions. But oh my gosh, in my life, making decisions has been so difficult because I have not been trusting my gut. I have not been listening to that instinctual response from my body. I've been trained and conditioned from childhood, like a lot of us to make sense of a decision. It's got to make sense. It's got to come from a place of logical order, structure, all of that. I don't feel like it comes as naturally for me as it does for you. But again, taking away those layers of conditioning from making decisions from my mental mind that has allowed me to open this gateway that's always been there. It's just that I've ignored it and neglected it and not listened because I wasn't ever encouraged to, and I certainly didn't know that that was where my decision-making power came from. I fully resonate with that. And man, has that been a game changer? (laughs) It's been a real game changer. So what else does it feel like to make this shift from your head to your body? Are you noticing anything else? Yeah. My strategy And responding to things, I feel like has been the thing that has taken me the longest to get comfortable with. Having something to respond to makes it really easier 
because then that allows my sacral authority to guide me. As generator, your strategy is to respond. So when someone gives you choices, for example, like if we are planning a dinner date and someone invites me out, the best way for me to respond is for them to give me options, right? Would you like to have Italian tonight or would you like to have Spanish tonight? Like what type of cuisine would you prefer? And then I can respond to one of those two things. Kelly, let's share with our listeners and tell them a little bit more about your human design journey. I love to know what about human design piqued your interest or piqued your curiosity and what aspects of your life have changed since discovering human design. Oh my gosh. Like I said before, it's been a game changer in so many ways. My curiosity was actually peaked a couple of times. Like you mentioned earlier, the body graph, when you saw yours for the first time was very overwhelming. I felt the same way. I felt like I had a dictionary about something that I was really interested in, but it was in another language and I couldn't understand it. And I needed a translation <laughs> and there weren't a lot of resources out there that I could find like there are now. I had my curiosity peaked and then I dropped it and moved on. And then it happened again and I dropped it and moved on. And then the third time was with you. And now I had a friend who we could back and forth with on this. And you and I really were the catalyst for each other's journeys on this. And we would look at something and we would learn it and then we would share it with each other. So it was really in the context of our friendship that this journey began for me because I just recognized that it wasn't something that I was really interested in doing alone. It's really difficult to do it alone. There's not a lot of people who understand it. And there's so many different levels and layers to it that you really need someone to support you as you experiment with it. Absolutely. It is a language in and of itself. And there are many different languages within human design. There's quantum human design, there's human design, there's the gene keys, and they all have a different language that they use. And so one might resonate more than another, right? I'm really curious and really into the gene keys. That's an aspect of human design that I'm diving deeper with on my own and through a community of people that are doing the gene keys. Oh, yes. And let's tell listeners about your type. I am a 3-5 sacral generator. And I also have that meaning that I respond to things and that my authority comes from my sacral center and trusting my gut. Our energy attracts like energy or our energy attracts certain things that we are missing and we're attracting the opposite of that. Both of us are in different human design communities or communities that have a theme of human design as, as a guidance system. It's really interesting when you find yourself with like people. And then also I have a really dear friend who's a projector, which is like an opposite energy in many ways to the generator. And there's a really great balance that takes place because of that differentiation within the context of all of human design. It's about the poles right? The yin and the yang and this magnetic energy, whether it's filling something that's not complete within you necessarily, or whether it's attracting the same. So all of it has lessons for us. All of it supports us. 
And that's, what's so beautiful about it is it's just an incredible gift to give to yourself. What did you notice as you started to practice your authority? What did that feel like for you? Oh, really hard (laughs) because I could tell that it was there, but I had neglected it for so long. So just starting to really pay attention to my body and the importance of doing that. I recognize that I had a lot more intuition than I was giving myself credit for. And I'm still Mm -hmm. uncovering more and more of that. That's been really huge for me. Cause like I said, decision-making was really a struggle, especially if I was in a brain fog or an overwhelmed state, I really had a hard time making decisions. And I still do to some degree, big decisions are really a struggle sometimes. And there's probably more energies at play there that affect that and the conditioning around that as well. It's definitely been a powerful tool to recognize also that why am I putting my energy, my precious, valuable energy into things that don't bring me joy, that don't light me up, that are not part of my vision of who I want to be. Like there is no point to doing that. And so it's really helped me be able to rewrite my story every single day. It's given me a focus. Like this is what I'm going to focus my energy on because I have like a real curiosity or a real interest in this particular thing for today. It's also allowed me to shift how I structure my day because I can build a framework for myself based around what I have energy for. And some days I have more energy for certain types of like admin tasks (laughs) and other days I have a lot of physical energy and I need to use that in that way. And so it's giving myself permission to honor the energy that I have and what I can best use it for, not only in the day, but in the moment. It sounds like you're really learning how to embrace that type. Yeah. Like I said, it's been really powerful. And in also learning the other types, it's allowed me to embrace the uniqueness of people who are not like me. For example, my friend who's a projector, projectors, generally speaking, have shorter bursts of energy and need a lot more rest and recovery time, but they're super effective when they are in their energy. And so by learning- They have a unique genius. They really, really do. And by learning that, I can appreciate that about her and I can honor and value her need for rest and recovery and not have an expectation that she's going to be able to be in the same energy as me. It's been really helpful in my key relationships to be able to honor where others are at as well. Yes. I love that we both share the same type but we've had different experiences and how we're experimenting with it, how we're exploring with it. And that's the uniqueness to this. It's an experiment, how things show up for me or not necessarily how they're going to show up for you just because there's so many different layers within our design that are going to shift the way we operate. Absolutely. And going back to your question about the different aspects that have changed I've been able to apply this for sure to relationships, friendships, my children, my parents even. And so that's been really, really helpful to be able to embrace the uniqueness of each one of my relationships. And it's helped in my business. It's helped how I engage in my business and how I market my business. It's also helped in terms of being able to 
make commitments. Is this the right time for me to make a commitment to this particular thing right now? Or can I put it in the parking lot for later? And that's just really been an important thing because sometimes it's really hard for me to let go of something that I'm really curious and interested in. And so being able to give myself permission to say, you know what, I really love that. And I really want to explore that, but this is not the right time. I don't have enough energy to pursue that right now. And it's okay. I can pick it up later if it's right for me then. I love the fact that it gives myself permission to understanding and respecting our energy type just allows us to have that power of choice. Yeah. I was doing a reading for a gal the other day and it gives me chills actually to witness someone recognize their design when you're sharing it with them, because it's not like they didn't know that it was within them the whole time, but it was like, they're suddenly they're being recognized. They're being recognized for who they are and embraced for who they are as where in our culture, oftentimes our uniqueness becomes what makes us feel like we don't belong. It's actually such a gift to be celebrated and shown. That's what it gives us permission to do. And that's why I feel like it's such a gift to give to yourself, understanding your design, starting to integrate it into your life. It helps you have better relationships. It helps you stand in your own power in every way in your life. And what greater gift could we have from that? Yes. And I'm going to add that there's no good or bad or right or wrong in human design. It's all about integrating all of the energy that you have and understanding your energy when you're working in a low frequency. So you start to understand when you're in a low frequency and what that feels like for you or how that shows up for you versus when you're in alignment in that high frequency, how it should feel feel for you. It just gives you a level of awareness and it be a validation tool as well. And I love that you said that it's not about always being in the high frequency. I think that was something that I, I thought I should be from learning this was that I should always be in my gifts and I should always be in this high frequency. And yes, that is happening more, but there's a lot to be learned from the shadow aspects. There's a lot to be learned from the conditioning. There's a lot to be learned from the light and the dark of all of us. We've got both sides of that coin. And so there's gifts on both sides as we learn more about our human design and embrace both aspects, which just makes us more loving to ourselves. Kelly, I know you and I can talk hours and days in our human design nerdiness, but I think it was so great for us to share our love and our passion for human design and just give them that 30,000 foot view of all the different little aspects of it. And hopefully we've been able to pique some interest there. That's the whole point of this podcast is the art of awakening. And we have both been awakened by human design. It's really opened up our eyes to a whole nother layer of who we are. And that's what awakening is. It's being able to see things from a broader perspective, from another perspective, from a deeper perspective. That was our intention to share this with you today. And I'm sure we will be doing more episodes on human design in the future. But if we've piqued your interest and you would like to know more, we are offering a free human design reading 
to our listeners who listen to our first episode and answer four questions. They are on our Instagram page at we see you underscore podcast. You can look to see what those questions are. You can listen to the first episode and you can DM us or you can email us with your answers. We will do a drawing on March 23rd all of the responders, and you might be able to win a free reading from Nadine and I. We've not done a combo reading before, but this could be really fun. If you're interested, please go back, listen to our first episode, check out the questions on our Instagram page, DM us or email us with your answers. And if we draw your name, we'll reach out to you and set up a time for that free human design reading. This has been a really fun episode. We want to leave you with, as usual, an Oracle message from the Sacred Creators Oracle by Chris Ann. The card that we pulled for you, our listeners today, says, fall in love with your own story. I think that's so perfect for human design because we each have the opportunity to choose our story in every given moment. When we write that story too. Absolutely. So that's what we're doing. Nadine and I are all about rewriting our stories. As you've heard, if you've listened to our last couple of episodes, we're all about rewriting your story. If you're in a place of life that you're not wanting to be, or there's some aspects of your life that aren't quite where you'd like them to be, it's possible to rewrite that. It's possible to choose differently, to make different decisions and weaving that in with the human design to be able to make those decisions from a place of authenticity. Beautiful. So we leave that message with you. Hope that you can carry that throughout your week. We will be posting our next episode next Thursday. We look forward to seeing you then. Saubona. Saubona. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. To join our conversation, share your journey, or ask a question for future episodes, please send us a voice message by clicking the button in the show notes or send an email to hello at weseeyoupodcast.com. And remember to follow us to get notifications of our newest episodes when they release. If you love this podcast, please share it with a friend and leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you're listening from. Until next week, Sawabona. So